Sirius XM Sports Podcasts presents Mad Dog's Daily Bite with Christopher Russo. And good afternoon, everybody! Let me go to the big picture. Uh, I was down on, and listen, I've been up and down on Brady my whole life. You know, it's, I, again, they've won so much. Sometimes I found myself rooting against them. Uh, how could you not with that uh, Patriot scenario? You know, the Flategate, Spygate, uh, that contributed to it too. He was he capitalized on Spygate, uh, that first Super Bowl, uh, and all the things they did there with Belichick. Lost them. Franchise got fined a million dollars. Lost number one picks. The Flategate, we can argue about the... Uh, the strength of that suspension, if it was ridiculous to suspend him four games, whatever the case. But the bottom line is here, uh, he has been an unbelievable player. He's a tremendous champion. Uh, you know, we heard him with uh, Stern a couple years ago. He was unbelievably good in that spot. Showed you a little bit of his personality, which was good to see. Uh, and, you know, he has been all in. I did not like the way he, you know, said he was going to retire and then backed in and did it the night of the NCAA tournament selection show. That bothered the hell out of me. Uh, kind of up, uh, you know, he kind of, um, you know, he really kind of made the NCAA tournament a secondary story that night. And we were doing a four-hour show. Uh, I thought that was not really fair. Uh, you know, I didn't like the way they handled the Jim Gray thing. Uh, poor Jimmy having him on, you know, ask him the uh, on a Monday night at the end of the year, are you going to retire? I haven't made a decision yet that the next morning at 6 a.m. I'm retiring. I mean, a thousand things. But, uh, you know, you never can d- dispute his greatness, his competitiveness, his stick to his commitment 100% into the NFL and away you go. Uh, and, you know, listen, uh, I don't doubt any way, shape, or form that has to be a pretty competitive QB uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, you're not going to get me to think that he's all of a sudden going to fall off the face of the earth. Uh, we could talk about how great he's going to be, which I'll do in a second. But, you know, um, he's not going to all of a sudden, you know, be a uh, disaster at quarterback after the year he had last year where he threw something, what, 44, 45 touchdown passes with, you know, a half a dozen interceptions and played that wonderful game against the Rams when they were down 27-3 and brought them back to a tie before Todd Bowles' defense fell apart and uh, somehow allowed – Cooper Cup to get behind him, which resulted in the game-winning field goal for the Rams. Uh, and then, of course, they used that to go win a Super Bowl. I mean, uh, but his performance in that game was superb. I mean, he's always had that intangible quality, his competitiveness, chip on his shoulder, things that obviously Rodgers does not have, but he's had. Now, he's had, obviously, Belichick. He's had some great players around him, but he's had that little intangible, that little extra something that, you know, sometimes distinguishes the great player from the immortal, and that, in fact, has made Brady an immortal. So nobody will ever deny that. Now, I think this year, and I bring this up now, I'll have some fun with it. I think this year he bit off more than he can chew. I think that he's pushing the envelope a little too much into the uh, edge of the table, and I think it's going to come back and it's going to f- collapse on him. I, I really, really do. It was a good time to get out. Won a Super Bowl in Tampa. Got to a divisional playoff. Lost. Certainly wasn't his fault. Played great in the game. Uh, you know, 44, 45 years of age. Nobody's going to top seven Super Bowls. It was the perfect time uh, to exit stage left. Uh, you know, he did that big 10-piece thing on, you know, ESPN+. Plus. Uh, which, you know, you can like or dislike, but he sort of capped off his career a lot of a lot of ways with that. I guess that was done afterwards. But, you know, the bottom line is, you know, it was a perfect exit strategy for Tom to leave. 
after two great years in Tampa. So him deciding to return in mid-March and then figuring out what Arians fit in there. And I don't think it had anything to do with Arians and him not getting along why he quit the first time. I think Arians did quit to give Bowles a chance. I really do think there's something to that. But, I mean, the bottom line is I think Brady is taking a big chance, and I think we've seen some of that already uh, in, uh, in training camp. First off, um, although he's earned it and he can do everything he wants to do and nobody really should say anything, I'll say something anyway. Um, you know, Brady, who demands 100% commitment when you were on his team, decided somehow that a prearranged, and I'm assuming it's a prearranged summer vacation, you know, on a yacht with George Cooney, uh, you know, uh, uh, George Cooney, uh, George um, Clooney, the uh, not Cooney, Clooney, uh, the actor, somewhere off the Amalfi Coast, wherever he may have been. I suspect uh, that that was prearranged and he wasn't going to get out of it. That's what I suspect. But I think that is a bad look for Tom, who's always been such a tremendous competitor. And again, you can't say anything because he's Brady and he's, he could, he's earned everything. He, and the Bucks can't say anything. But, you know, when everybody else is sweltering in 95-degree hate two-a-days down in Tampa, you know, he's sunbathing in the Amalfi Coast. I'm using that as an example. I'm not sure where he was, but it was a, it was a, I think it was something prearranged. A little bit of a spotty look. I think we all agree. Necess- I think we all kind of agree with that. Uh, and his offensive line has crumbled. His uh, interior line has been bad. The tackles are fine, but the interior line with injuries and retirements uh, are really, you know, pushing the envelope there too. And obviously, up the middle blitzing. Will, I know he's seen every defense known to man, but up the middle defense and pressure around his feet is something that Brady hates. And there's only so many times you can throw four-yard passes to Leonard Fournette. Uh, so that is something uh, that I think you got to keep an eye on. And then, of course, uh, the schedule, which I know that division's terrible. Atlanta, Carolina, I understand that. Carolina's got Mayfield. Atlanta's got Mariota. Those two teams uh, will not be great. I get that. And the Saints don't have a quarterback either. But the Bucks schedule, you know, if you take away the six, or let's say five divisional games, one game against New Orleans and New Orleans, you got to figure it would be tricky. But the Bucks schedule overall is very, very difficult. And I think that that is something that could play into them having a rough year. I mean, they start with Dallas on the road. I mean, think of these first four games. At Dallas, at New Orleans, Green Bay, and Kansas City. I mean, that's... That's uh, that's a tough handle. Then they play at Pittsburgh later. Have the uh, you know, which is not an easy game. Play the Ravens at home on a Thursday night in late October. Not an easy game. The Rams at home. Not an easy game. They play at San Francisco. Not an easy game. They have Cincinnati. Not an easy game. At Arizona on Christmas night. Not an easy game. I mean, they got a brutal schedule. And I just get a funny and I get a sneaky suspicion. And I'm not a big believer in bowls either. You know, uh, bowls. I know everybody wants to give him a second chance, and he has earned that. He was the defensive coordinator of a championship team a couple years ago uh, before he did a very poor job in the uh, uh, in the uh, in last year against the Rams. He was not good. Uh, But Bowles was 24 and 40 as a jet coach and he did not distinguish himself and he was absolutely brutal. Um, in clock management, and, you know, the the Bucks gave him the opportunity, and he deserves it, earned it. But I think that's a little dicey, too. He'll let Leftwich run the offense, don't get me wrong, but I think that's a little dangerous, too. I just think it could be a very long year 
uh, for Brady, uh, to be quite honest with you. And I think that that is something that we are going to keep our eye on as far as the re- – I mean, that Dallas game, first game of the year, is going to be a hard game. Plus, there's no Gronkowski. Uh, you know, he's got Rudolph as his tight end, and he loves the tight end. You know, witness – uh, obviously Gronkowski in New England. And, you know, Rudolph did nothing for the Giants. Very few people think he's got anything left. So that's a problem, too. So, I mean, I just have a funny feeling that this Tampa team is going to be a little underachieving and going to have a rough year. I mean, a rough year for Tampa in that division, you know, maybe 9-8, and 10-7. and seven, But I don't think Tampa's going 14-4. and four. I mean, that's uh, uh, the deal there. And on the subject of that, since Brady is the topic, uh, you know, if Dana White is all of a sudden – you know, clued in as Gronkowski said he uh, was on these UFC shows, which I wouldn't watch again if they were in my backyard. But anyway, uh, if and I don't care how many uh, people watch it and how real it is. And I guess White's been an unbelievably good marketer. So give him credit for that. And it's much better than boxing when he puts a show on. It's a decent show. But I, I can't I, I can't get into the sport. But regardless of that, White's now going to tell us two years after the fact that he brokered a deal. Uh, with the Raiders uh, trying to figure out a way to uh, get Gronkowski and Brady with Vegas. And, uh, you know, that's what, in fact, was going down. And White tells us this in the last two days. Really? Where were you two years ago? Why are you telling us this now? Why didn't you tell us this two years ago, um, you know, when he was a free agent? You know, two and a half years ago now, why don't you mention it now? Hey, listen, I wanted him here at the Raiders, but the, uh, but the head coach at that time, John Gruden, blew the deal. I mean, uh, to bring that out now, uh, like he's Edward R. Murrow, a little rough. So, I don't know. I mean, that didn't sit right either. Vegas looking, uh, uh, Brady looking for houses in Las Vegas. Uh, and then he got turned down by Gruden because he wanted to stick with Carr. And the idea that there's now more pressure on Derek Carr because the Raider fan knows that Brady was available because Dana White spilled the beans two years, uh, two days ago. Now, again... Is, is Dana White correct? Uh, I guess if Gronkowski backs him up, I guess he is. I haven't heard anybody from the Raiders confirm that, but I'll assume that's probably accurate. Uh, but, I mean, the idea that Derek Carr now is going to be uh, have more pressure on him because somehow they passed on Brady, a story that is two years old, when Carr already has a lot of pressure on him in that division uh, when he did not play well in the playoff game, and here comes Devontae Adams. So the idea that somehow Carr now is going to have added uh, uh, an added boulder on his shoulder because we all know that Brady and Gronkowski could have been part of a package deal and a Raider fan, which, by the way, is now in Vegas, <clears throat> not in Oakland. And a lot of people have told me over the years that the Raider fan in Oakland's overrated anyway. But the Raider fan, now they got screwed by Al Davis for years, so I'll give him a benefit of the doubt on that. But uh, the idea that the Raider fan in Las Vegas is going to boo Derek Carr this year because somehow they found out that they bypassed on uh, on Brady, and so they're going to take their aggravation out on Derek Carr. They're not going to do that. No way. A Raider fan from two years, uh, a two-year-ago story is now if uh, Carr throws an interception in week three, is going to go out there and go crazy because Brady's still playing and Carr hasn't led the Raiders to a playoff win yet? I don't buy it. I'm sorry I don't buy it. They might give Carr a rough time. Because the Raiders underachieve and they got Adams on the team. And if he doesn't play well, but I, there's nobody who's going to go to a ball game this year at Allegiant thinking, wow, we're stuck with Derek Carr and Brady's still playing. What a lousy deal we got. Nobody's going to think that with the Raiders. Not a chance. 
you know, Carr, A, hasn't been that bad, and B, he had a pretty good year last year outside of that poor performance when he had eight cracks to get the ball in the end zone late in Cincinnati and didn't even throw a ball uh, that crossed the goal line, which was a joke. Uh, and he's not a great quarterback. He's okay. He's pretty good. He's not great. Uh, but the idea that there's folks in Vegas who are going to now go to a legion with how is Tom Brady not here signs is a joke. Is a joke. And Brady, at the end of the day, who knows? Brady, at the end of the day, uh, meaning sometime in, you know, around Thanksgiving, may have wished he went to Vegas because I think the Bucks this year are going to struggle. Want more Chris Russo? Listen to Mad Dog Unleashed weekdays from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern on Mad Dog Sports Radio, Sirius XM Channel 82. Mad Dog's Daily Bite is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, please give a five-star rating and leave a review. Subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts.